Welcome back to another episode of the MBH podcast. Today we had Ricochet, a Toronto legend, radio legend. This guy has touched shoulders, rubbed shoulders with some of the most famous people in the industry coming out of our city. Tune in. You do not want to miss this one. Welcome back to MBH podcast, Money Buys Happiness, season four. It is actually coming to an end um, it's sad. Sure, I'm kind of happy because holy fuck, doing this shit this often gets crazy. <laughs> yo, like, just the season. Don't scare people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just the <laughs> season. We're not going nowhere. Yeah, not, yeah. Yo, listen. Appreciate everyone showing us love. Like, yeah. subscribe to the channel. Stop fucking watching the video <laughs> and not subscribing to the fucking <laughs> we channel, need that, bro. Yo, we need holy that, bro. Fuck, That's like the man. one thing we need. <laughs> no, no. But listen, we got a legend in the building yes, today. Yes, sir. Ricochet, You're what's up, kind. bro? What's How are you, man? How you doing? Good, bro. Good. Yo, we got him here, bro. I know it's a mission, bro. We were just saying it was like three three chances we tried to make it happen <laughs> yeah, but yeah. we got know third time I know you're busy as fuck bro we were just kind of talking about it too yeah schedule's getting hectic bro yeah but I wanted to get you here bro because bro our whole network bro they listen to you all day bro. yeah right you're, yeah. you're on the radio you're on 93.5 probably to me probably the best station in Toronto right. thank you I fuck with the music hard and, right. and um, I'm like yo I have to I have to get you guys I have to get you on bro like this this is for sure right. um so going into it uh-huh. where the fuck did you start that you ended up here man it's a long story. Are we going yeah. that far back? Yeah, we got time. Listen, we got time. Listen, you could, you All right, so I think I was but, like literally like 12 years old okay. watching Electric Circus. You guys okay, remember Electric Circus? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And I'm looking at the DJ and all the chicks are on the DJ. And I'm like, go. holy fuck, <laughs> the DJ is fucking cool. He's probably yeah, getting yeah. laid all day long, <laughs> all right? <laughs> and um, I don't know. I, just, I, I seen the DJ and uh, something, you yeah. know, something attracted me to that. Mm. So like literally, I think six months later, I just started saving my lunch money. So like my mom would give me money to go buy um, <laughs> five, bus bucks. tickets, yeah, 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 and I would just fucking walk to school minus thirty. <laughs> like fuck it, love you know that, what I mean? Love that, love that. Um, got enough money together, ended up buying a pair of turntables, and that, that was it, man. For real, like eh? um, soon after that, I volunteered at a uh, community radio station, which is now Vibe One Hundred Five. Before it was just and CHRY. How old were you when you did that? I think fifteen. Jeez, wow, bro. crazy man. Because yeah. I used to literally we would do the uh, the night shift two to seven initially before we got mornings. Okay. And I would, uh, that, at that time, you had to have crates, record crates. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my right? God. There's no like pulling, Yeah, you got to yeah, pull you up with fucking them. recycling bins, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, I would take that shit on the bus, man, at like 2 in the morning, the, the, the 106, the York Come University on. 106, take it to the station, yeah. and then bring the records to school. Oh I went to school God. down the street from okay, there, so okay. and then put the records in the in the principal's office. So yeah. you'd see me at like three thirty with fucking record crates. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Coming so you off were doing two a.m. to seven a.m. to seven a.m. and then going to school and then going to school after. Yeah. Wow. That's mind that's you, it was only one day a week. But, yeah, but still, but still, I was like, you know, my what parents were like, "What the fuck? Are you, what are you doing?" Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. At that time, how are you getting the records? But well, buying them initially, okay. and then um, there was record pools after. So once you got to a certain place in your career, the record labels would just give you the records. Okay, cool. Right, cool. Okay. So like on an ongoing basis, just yeah. Like, yeah. But I, at fifteen, I'm pretty sure I was buying them. And like, <laughs> I, 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 exa- I remember exactly how much you can get three records for twenty seven bucks. Wow. Shouts to George or Red <laughs> Tracks. Like that's oh, crazy. That's crazy, yeah. man. Okay, so then I guess you you kept doing that. Yeah. Right. Um, and then. Were you were you getting into DJing at clubs or festivals at all at that yeah, point? Yeah, I mean, that almost started um, right off the bat. I think at 15, 16, um, club gigs started yeah. popping up. Now, <laughs> were they crazy. the most exclusive gigs <laughs> course, in the world? Yeah. Uh, no, we weren't downtown or anything, but we were doing... We were, it's funny because I like my first go at it was kind of like in dance hall parties. Dope. Okay. Which is hella interesting because they're not very forgiving. Yeah. Mm. You know what I mean? In a dance hall environment at a banquet hall or a club, okay. um, you, if you're shit, you're yeah. shit and everybody's going to let <laughs> you know about it. You. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. being a 15-year-old kid, 16, 
you get nervous real quick. Cool, but I think that set me up for the rest of my life. Yeah. Like that mm -hmm. gave me like the toughness. That was that and pressure. Confidence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Like if you can in that um situation where not everybody's there to hear hip hop. Of course. Right? Like yeah. I'm playing hip hop. This is a yeah. dance hall party. Yeah. So you might have like fifteen minutes to make yeah. something happen. Yeah. Cool. Um, but yeah, that definitely gave me the toughness, right? And then as soon after I, I realized, I'm like, this is maybe just not a hobby. Yeah. This looks like this is um, a career. And then a little while after that, we were touring Canada. Damn, bro. Yeah. Talk about the tour a little bit. It's a funny story. So uh, <laughs> we get a call from a promoter okay. out in Edmonton. Okay. And he's like, listen, I'm going to bring you out to like a whole West Coast tour. So it was like Calgary, Edmonton, maybe Red Deer, yeah. Kelowna, you know, Vancouver, all that. But I'm still in school. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm 16, like, yeah, 16, like 16 15, or 17 yeah, years old. Crazy. Like, you know what I mean? Like, what the fuck? How am I going to leave? So I had to convince my mom that, like, this is something I needed to do. Yeah. It was like two or three weeks of tour. And uh, she ended up writing a letter. She met with the principal. She's like, I'm pulling my son from school. Wow, and he's like, amazing. for what? He's like, he's going on tour as a DJ. And, like, they couldn't fucking believe it. Right? Yeah, my mom's yeah. East Indian, right? Of like, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> so it's old school thinking. Yes. Yeah, so like, my what? mom wasn't so old school, yeah. actually. Like, they okay. got here in the early 70s, okay, right? Okay. So it wasn't really the old school thing because she was kind of with it. Like, at this point in time, she was like, anything that's going to keep my son from fucking around in the streets. Yeah. Because mm. um, that was a temptation that was there. Of course. You of know course. what I mean? Like, um, immigrant parents both working double yeah. shift all the time nobody's yeah. really home how hard is it for me to do whatever the fuck i exactly. want to do right yeah yeah um but i think she's seen very quickly that this hobby was keeping me in the house and keeping me focused yeah and oh, i was yeah. making money of course yeah. i was making fucking pretty good money man yeah, i was selling mixtapes at 10 bucks a pop like let's we would do go. like a couple thousand mixtapes <laughs> right let's go so you know um the principal made it happen dope I mean, it ended up costing me a year of school in the long run. You had to redo a year? A year? Yeah, I think it was Suck, like 19 bro. when I fucking like, How are you graduated say no or something. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you know Fuck I mean? yeah. Like, look at those experiences like, yeah. compared to what other 16, 17-year-olds are doing. Okay, so, what, so you go yeah, from there. Yeah, when, yeah. Did, when does What's, flow happen? That's what I want to know. Flow. So whenever the inception of flow happened, I remember applying. Okay. But I was part of a sound crew at that time called Ill Kids. Okay. And we were probably a little rough around the edges. Like not, not so probably not we so were. corporate yeah 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 definitely not yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. corporate when you say sound crew so a sound crew uh, a sound I guess comes from maybe the uh, the dance hall scene which okay. is originally a bunch of people string up speakers and have a party but here in Toronto or Canada at least I think it was adopted as a a collective of an MC a DJ or okay. maybe a couple DJs and an MC and a manager so it was basically just a collective of a few of us okay. who had uh, you know one goal in mind Sweet. and we went by Ill Kids at that time and you know, we were young and dumb, so <laughs> um, scenes, yeah. so I don't think um, Flo wanted that kind of imagery okay. um, around. I kept applying, I kept applying, and I was like, after a while, I was like, fuck it. I dropped out of, uh, I was at Seneca for radio broadcasting. Okay. After the first year, I'm like, this is a fucking waste of time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Man, I don't time. need to go to school for <laughs> yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I actually took the rest of the money and opened a nightclub. Damn. With a few buddies. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And I forgot about radio. Yeah. Completely. Um, okay. Dived right into the, you know, gave it my thousand into nightlife and okay. entertainment. Um, and then funny enough, around 2014, I was managing a nightclub and um, I had hired a dude named Mastermind. Okay. Super OG in the city. Yes. Yes. Super OG, yes. right? And we got to talk and he's like, yo, what did you go? You went to school? I'm like, yeah, I went to school for like a year for radio. Bar. He's like, for real? Oh, he's yeah. like, we're looking for somebody right now. Why don't you apply? And I never really, because like I said, when we were discussing off I was still touring yeah. uh, with CP Records. Yeah. Um, 
and touring on my own and money was good and still kind of living a fast life and didn't really want to settle down because Slow when down. you're on radio it's yeah. hard to just pick up and go where the fuck yeah, you want course, right like course. monday to friday you got to be on air at that time yeah, man. yeah so um i thought i maybe at that point in time things were kind of getting a little hectic okay you know, I just found myself being hung over all fucking yeah. week. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, fuck, how long can I do yeah, this? Yeah, yeah. So I, I took the gig. It was a weekend gig. Um, ran with that for a little bit. And then all of a sudden, after all these years of waiting to be at Flow, Flow decides to switch format. Okay. And go like old school, like 80s, 90s, yeah, like yeah. Madonna and fucking, you know, um, just just a different vibe. Yeah, vibe. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, yeah, this is not what I'm like. I'm not not to say that it wasn't here for radio, but I'm here for the culture of hip hop. Like course. that's yes. what I appreciate. That's yeah. what I love. So um I, I just said, fuck it. I'm like, I, you know, I'm gonna resign. And then fast forward again, they switch back to hip hop, they yeah. give me the call. I'm like, all right, let's let's do it. And here we are now. Damn, bro. So this was so your first radio gig was only twenty fourteen? My first official, official commercial yeah. on a commercial radio station. Yes, I had done a couple stints at a, you know, there was a, a hip hop station, shout out to my guy Al Bar Nation, called um, Project Bounce. Cool, okay. So it was like 12 to 6 or 12 at 8 in the morning, yeah. all yeah, hip hop. Yeah. So I did that for a little while, did CHOY, but just community radio, never in a corporate yeah, setting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what was it like stepping into like a corporate setting? Because what, what I'm curious about is what was it like stepping into that setting? And was there also. It, is there also sort of like um like like strict guidelines stuff you got to follow or do they give you that freedom it's like, like you can't yeah no of course right like you know we're dealing with the CRTC yeah, when it comes fair, to yeah. being on radio so there's definitely guidelines and things you can and cannot do and the things I would usually be used to saying you can't I can't say, I can't say. <laughs> yeah yeah that's like, okay. if I'm being completely honest with you there's probably a different ricochet you hear on the radio yeah, yeah. versus if we were just kicking it yeah, yeah, of course yeah, yeah. I mean, of course of course I'm a very uh, opinionated individual but <laughs> of course. um yeah, it was a little bit of a, you know, the hardest thing for me was somebody telling me I need to be here at this time and I can't leave until this time. Yeah. yeah I yeah, never yeah. had a job prior to that. Yeah. Like ever. Yeah. I think I maybe worked at McDonald's when I was 14. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> maybe at some factory for like two months, once upon yeah, yeah, a time. Yeah. But it's just like, I never had to. I never thought that that was something, and, you know, not You'd that be, there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, it just yeah. wasn't you for think me. You would be there. Yeah, yeah. Right. So I think that was the hardest thing is, is kind of like, fuck, like. I'm here now. Yeah, you know what I mean, I can't like when there's an opportunity to pick up to go to LA. I, I fucking can't. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah, yeah, or a yeah. gig calls and they're like, "Hey, we got something for you in Romania." Yeah, for sure. I'm like, "Fuck, I can't go." Right. <laughs> but at the same time, you've probably met some fucking really cool people from being in that position. Yeah, no, hundred percent. I think, um, you know, because prior to this, I'm a club guy. I'm there, a yeah. DJ. I'm an MC. Um, I'm in that whole business. So, um, you're definitely gonna, you know network and meet people but then you get into the radio thing it just it just uh, extend it just takes that and makes it even yeah bigger yeah yeah, yeah exactly you know, if i if that's yeah. the right word um so yeah it was cool to kind of like now i'm not just running up on artists to take a picture or some <laughs> yeah, shit yeah, yeah. there's a purpose yeah you yeah. know so it definitely opened doors in that aspect cool i want to talk about even like what kind of impact do you think you've had on 93.5 as a platform, I know that there's been implementations of like the Made in Toronto, right. which is huge. I mean, I see a lot of support for the local, which is huge, right? right? So and that, I think you have you have a you have a piece to do with that. So that was my focus. Yeah. That was something that really um, coming back to the radio station in 2018, I think, that was the driving force for me to come back. Okay. Um, you know, when it comes to flow, there's there's no hip hop stations in Canada. Yeah. Like literally Flow 93.5 is the only yeah. commercial hip hop station in the whole fucking country. Yeah. That's crazy. Um so it's great, you know, being part of that. But it was the takeover that really was something I was passionate about because throughout my whole career, 
um, being a voice for local talent, being yeah. a voice for this mm. city was like just something that felt natural and felt yeah. like it was a part of a responsibility of mine yeah. from the very jump. Um, we were putting, I think we were working with Toronto artists before it was cool to do so. Yeah. Mm. Um, you know, even in the early stages of Drake, uh, uh, worked with Belly and CP Records yeah. for almost 10 years. Um, and even before that, we're talking like Citizen Kane, Ghetto Concept. Yeah. Uh, in the mid to early 90s, the scene wasn't what it was now. No. So yeah, the yeah. only time artists were getting heard was either on mixtapes or on community radio, which yeah. uh, luckily we both happened. We were part of both. Of course. Yeah. So um, fast forward, that was always a goal of mine. Like, how can I take what I'm doing and apply it to making sure that these up and coming artists are getting heard? Yeah. So when the opportunity came to do that, the takeover only started uh, as a once a year thing. Wow. Okay. Like once Where it was a, like on, a, on, on Toronto's birthday, I think March 6th. Okay. So all day birthday. just kind of run. All day just. Yeah. And then uh, the response was so big. Yeah. We're like, why don't we do this? You know, shout to Mastermind. He's like, why don't we do this like yeah. six days a week? Yeah. Um, or five days a week, whatever it is. Um, and I was like, let's do it. And it just, it's really what, you know, is satisfying to me. Yeah. It's a little self serving because I get that satisfaction <laughs> yeah, but I think, from that. I think that a lot of people are getting satisfaction from it too, like the right. artist himself, right? Yeah. Like, like when I was listening in, I'm like, yo, damn, like they're, they're putting on guys that like they've been working but not, not getting no exposure. Yeah. And it's nice to see that, right? So has anyone come to you and be like, yo, I appreciate like what you've done for my yeah, career? Yeah, no, 100%, man. Yeah. The love is like, the love is there, yeah. right? Um, You could see the appreciation of artists because otherwise, where are these artists getting played? Spotify, mm -hmm. Apple Music, streaming. But if somebody's not directly going to look for your music, yeah. then how does it They're happen? But like, you know, flows, you know, anywhere from 250 to 450,000 people yeah. um, is the audience for flow. Wow. So, you know, you can get a soccer mom who yeah. might not know who Dylan Ponders is. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Here's a show and here's Dylan Ponders and then all of a sudden goes down the rabbit hole. Yeah. And that's happened, right? Like yeah. I've heard people say, oh my God, I heard this um, song on your show and now I'm a fan of this person. Yeah. And that like, is this, this, the, this is the greatest thing ever. Yeah. Like, you know, you heard a three minute song and all of a sudden now this guy's music will be with you for however long you decide to, you know, go Listen, down. Listen, I got lots yeah. of respect for you for doing that because like, bro, like you have the resources to do it and right. you're one of the only that can do it. Like you said, 93.5, the only hip hop. Right. They don't have much options. We got so much talent here. Yeah. And like, yo, that's mad respect to you because like, uh, do you feel like, do you feel like there's always been, um, like this many artists in Toronto, but they just haven't been getting that light? Or do you feel like now that, there's you a know, boom. There, that there has been obviously some successful people coming out of the city, there's guys like you who are putting these guys on, like, do you feel like there's more of an influx? The, the younger generation is like feeling like, yo, maybe there is like a, a you know, a career in this. Right. It's funny that you asked that because I have those conversations a lot. Um, you know, rewind 15 years ago, yeah. uh, a couple things weren't up. So the technology wasn't there. So yeah. you had to have money yeah. to go to a studio and record. That's not cheap. True, true. And like you said, how much successful people had come out of the city doing that? Yeah. You know, there's only a handful, like maybe Cardinal being the face of, of that whole movement yeah. throughout those times. So how inspiring is it? Like, how's the likelihood that if you do this, you're going to succeed? Not that big, so it was a smaller community okay. then. Um, but now, like you know, and I related to like Derrick Rose probably growing up in Chicago, yeah. watching Michael Jordan play for the Bulls and win rings. Yeah, yeah. he's like, "Fuck, I, this is a, maybe this is a possibility." Mm -hmm. Right now, come back home here to Toronto. Drake is the biggest fucking artist in the world. Yeah, yeah. true. So true. a little kid true. in Woodbridge, or a little kid in Jane and Finch, or a little kid in Regent Park is sitting in his room with his computer and a sure microphone, <laughs> and is like, "You know what? I can do this." 
Yeah, sure. And uh, it's just the it's just the inspiration and the motivation. I think that's allowed our scene to grow to where it is now. Are these guys hungry? These these young guys that, that you oh, meet? Oh fuck yeah! Yeah, like you know, I'm, a, old, I'm a little bit of an older dude, right? And I'm like, man, if I had this grind back then, <laughs> yeah. Because it's different, right? The internet changes things. Like, yeah. you can press a button and your music is out. You don't even yeah. need a distribution yeah, yeah. company. There's TuneCore. There's DistroKid. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like, technology is there. You can record the song in your bedroom, hit fucking a button, yeah. and boom. It's on yeah. all platforms. It's out there in the world for people to consume. Um, so, yeah, these kids are super hungry, <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, they're, yeah. Get, they're getting to the bread, like, Well, it's early. like you said, yeah. I think now that the, the technology is there. And, yeah, they, they have people to look up to from the city, right? But again, I think I think I'm back to what Ernesto was saying. Like, kudos to you and and there's a few other guys in the city that are doing the same thing, trying to put the you know the younger artists or the newer artists on, bro. Because yeah. they 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 that's that's what we need. And I think that now more than ever, I feel like Toronto has finally come to a point where it's like we can start to appreciate each other yeah. and appreciate the competition. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. and, and, and that yeah, appreciate the competition. That's 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 a huge one. It is commercial time. Commercial time. I want to shout out our good friends at uh, Resolve CBD. They sent us some cool products uh, that we want to get into and uh, give you the benefits on. Yeah, you know what? Uh, and we actually want to shed some light on that they're a Toronto-based wellness company. So we always got to show love to anybody from Toronto, from our city. Um, but yeah, in their third year of operations, they're offering a variety of CBD products from oils to creams, capsules, gummies, um, and even a pets line, which is pretty cool. That's dope. Yeah. yeah I yeah. mean, all of their products use whole hemp extracts, you know, sourced from Canadian based farms canadian love that keep it canadian love that and before you all get scared about oh my god i'm about to get high off this shit you're not okay resolve products exclusively use hemp okay not marijuana so you can get all the benefits without no high yeah yeah and actually we're going to shed some light on their two most popular products the cbd oil and the cbd pain cream the oil is one of the most popular methods of taking cbd you guys have probably heard about it. You take the little little syringe, pop, pop, couple under the tongue. You feel great. 15 minutes, you're vibing. Nice. The, uh, the pain cream, it's a good topical solution. If you don't know what topical is, it's literally creams. You rub that on your skin. It's good for you know, issues like soreness, irritation. Um, athletes love it. Uh, anybody who's generally active uh, definitely would be uh, a good person to use this. It's good for post-workout recovery. Yep. I mean, we're going to drop the links in our description. Yes. We'll drop the, the website, drop the IG. Go check them out. Go show them love. Go try their products. They're dope. CBD Resolve. Appreciate you guys. Let's get back to it. You know what I would like to see, though? Like, there's, there's, this, there's this... I get this feeling sometimes that, like, the gatekeepers sometimes are not as um, ready to, to accept the new generation. Yeah. Like, I experienced that a lot yeah, when I was yeah. young. I felt like there was doors coming up. Like, For sure. Like, the, the, the connect between me and the corporate world was just like, ah, y'all are a little too rough around. Like, yeah. And I think that still kind of exists. I hear that from time to time. Like some of the OGs would be like, yo, brother, respect for what you're doing because you're one of the, the OGs that's like connecting with the younger yeah, generations. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, need yeah. to see a little bit more of that. Uh, yes, like, you know I, I, mean? I agree. I agree. That's, that's the one Why piece of criticism. Just like that, like, oh, those giant yeah, ass turkeys kidding. or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> like, you know, you know, one of those youngins with their yeah, baggy yeah. pants. Like, you with know what I mean? It's just, it's yeah, just that yeah, mental. Yeah. Like, okay, TikTok. Yeah, perfectly. There you go. I, don't, I fucking hate yeah, TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking hate TikTok with passion. You know what I mean? Hate, bro. Yeah. Because um, you just see people doing stupid shit. Yeah, yeah, like, I'll yeah, park yeah. in the car and somebody was doing some shit yeah. on the corner on Queen Street. I'm like, come on. Like, the fuck? Yeah, you know what I mean? You look like a fucking idiot. No disrespect to the TikTok community. I don't want to be hounded. But, um, Sorry, I don't know where we were going with that. No, so yeah. I was saying, why do you think that, yeah, why do you think that we don't get enough love maybe from the older just generation? Just like, just a lack of understanding, yeah. right? Like, you know, like what I hear a lot of 
is oh the Toronto rap scene is just street politics. That's all we are. Yeah. Like the Chicago drill scene. Yeah. That's not the case. Yeah. Mm. That's a small part. Yeah. Right. Um. And and that is just a product of of these kids' environment. Yeah. If that's what facts. you know. That's what you can yeah. rap about. But yeah. there's people doing all kinds of other shit. Of course. There's all kinds of rap. Like I guess I mentioned, because you're in tune with what's going on too. Like you know more too. Yeah, I know that yeah. it's not just you know guys talking about smoking on their ops, yeah, yeah, quote unquote. Yeah. Right. Like there's other music out there, and I think the lack of understanding maybe from the gatekeepers is hindering that, you know, hindering them from getting involved because they yeah. think it's all just politics. You turn on the news, what rappers do you hear about? The yeah. rappers, whatever, yeah. you know, some shit happened here, exactly. here, this guy that was a rapper, yeah, blah, yeah, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. It, it just shines a, a negative light yeah. on the scene, but the scene is so much bigger than that. Yeah. You know, not everybody. Gets labeled that one part. Yeah, yeah. that's just yeah. a small part of the scene. In hip-hop in general, that's a small part. Yeah, but you're also saying you, you, you understand it. You understand. I understand it. You know I come I mean? from that place. That's I was that kid once upon a time. Yes. Like it wasn't until I was in my late twenties until I really fucking smartened up. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, okay, I need to, you know, get my priorities together. Hundred percent. So but I think a lot of people maybe come from those same situations and might forget a little bit what it was like to be that person. Right. Yeah. Have you ever brought some guys into the into the studio yes. at like nine three five and people were like, Whoa, like yes. oh, what kind of show? <laughs> yeah. 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 Like imagine, like, you know, whatever. You mm. see these guys like some of these guys are, are really about what they rap about. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, f- whether that's for the good or for the bad. Um, and so I can only imagine you're bringing them into this corporate setting. <laughs> I'm not going to name the artist. For sure. Of um, course. But he came with his entourage and a dude was literally getting out of Maplehurst fucking jumpsuit and Stop. changing into clothes and they're like yeah we just picked them up from the bin and oh. I was like oh, I was like that's hip hop for yeah, sure yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god oh my god your co-workers are like yeah. um, I want to talk about even like bouncing back on technology and everything like that how do you think technology has changed radio in maybe the last 10 years since you first entered to now you know what's crazy um, like so we discussed this I, yeah. I got hit with COVID yeah, yeah. Uh, in August um, but like prior to that I was working from home broadcasting my show for almost a year and a half oh shit oh, from home. Yeah, yeah yeah man okay and that's technology right <laughs> yeah. like, like I'm wondering like why am I going back to the to, yeah, I'm back at the station <laughs> now but um, that's to technology yeah, right yeah. like you can consume prior to this the only place to consume radio was on a radio yeah yeah um, you know, when I do the takeover, it's at 11 o'clock, so most people are at home. They're tuning in on their laptop. Yeah. Oh, right? Dope, so dope. the way people consume radio has changed. I think technology has a big True. part to do with that. Like, you're consuming it on your phone. You're consuming it via the app. You're yeah. consuming it via some other platform. Mm-hmm. Um, so the way we consume radio has changed. And, of course, the technology. I think back in the days, guys were splicing tape together yeah. and getting fucking records together <laughs> yeah. and doing all kinds of shit. Like, right now, I come in there. Everything's automated. Yeah. yeah. Right? Like, a lot of people think I'm, I'm picking the music and like playing the go. music. Yeah, like, as yeah. you go. I don't love Lil Nas X yeah. that fucking much. You know what I mean? <laughs> Let's be honest. Like, you know, yeah, yeah. guy's cool and everything, course, but it's yeah, not yeah, my yeah. first choice yeah. to go to. Yeah, for sure. So the music is pre-programmed, and I literally come in and just do my yeah, thing you, on the can mic. Can you walk us through, like, a, like a, when you go in or, like, a day, like, yeah, whatever? Yeah, so, like, I walk in there um you know studios there nobody else in there just myself i walk in there's a log with what songs they're playing at what times and then what times i'm there to talk like it gives me my talk breaks are kind of pre-scheduled for me to talk in in those parts and um you know i'm focusing on social media answering calls prepping for the takeover getting the mix shows ready while i'm doing my show but all the music is 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 ready to go yeah so for anybody out there's like ricky why the fuck you playing (laughs) three times in a row he already knew don't bring the smoke to me i have nothing to do with it um i also want to ask you because you're in a position to kind of like put people on yeah in a real way bro um has there been any artists you you kind of 
got from the jump and now they're kind of blowing up and you're like damn like i kind of helped well, i that. met drake before from his like i met drake out of outside of fluid my homie was his first manager wow um i mean so that was really special to see because the first mixtape which i think was called room for improvement yeah yeah dropped and i remember him giving it to me wow and i was like yeah, this is the kid from this is fucking wheelchair jimmy yeah, this yeah. Is the, the grassy, grassy man, yeah, yeah. And I was like, okay, what the fuck? Here's another rapper. This kid wants to be a rapper. Yeah. I remember driving to go do a, a gig in London, and I put the fucking CD in, me and my partner driving up, and this was the first time I've ever heard artists from Toronto and thought to myself, I mean, from the first fucking 25 minutes after hearing the tape, we were speechless. We were just Come fucking on. quiet the whole drive, and we're looking at each other. We're like, and this is not the Drake we hear now, by yeah, the way. Yeah, this yeah. is Drake in 2007, maybe, 2008. Yeah. Maybe a little earlier than that. And I just, I realized, I'm like, this kid's going to change the rap game here in Toronto because the way he sounds, the way he's riding on these on these beats, on these records, this guy's going to be a legend. I remember telling my friends, I'm like, this guy's going to be bigger than Jay-Z. Everybody's fucking clowning of me. Course. Come of on. course. Come yeah. on. that early? Yeah. And seeing him go in the studio from the jump, like, we would get a bunch of artists from the city together. And every time we did a mixtape, we'd put together three or four, like, posse cuts. Okay, cool. Where all the artists from the city got together. So we'd bring in, like, Preem, maybe Drake, J.D. Era, Daytona. Shouts to all the uh, OGs and put them on records. And I remember Jake would just come in there, sit in the corner for like four or five minutes and come with the craziest fucking verse and yeah. just bang it out and be like done. And then he's just playing video games yeah, after, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> and, um, crazy, you know, just seeing that, I was like, wow. Yeah. And then shortly after, it just blew up. Yeah. Uh, Wayne, you know? Wayne caught yeah, on. Yeah, so to then... see it go from, you know, probably started before I got that first mixtape, but yeah. to see it go from that mixtape to... A what young money, cash money deal, and then to what we see now, I'm just a fan of the whole journey. Yeah. You know, I was just glad that I was been, I was able to witness it. And and you know, when I see his success, um, I feel some gratification for that because the city wins. Yeah. yeah. So all yeah. of us who are you know in the trenches trying to be a voice for this culture yeah. for over a quarter century, mm-hmm. yeah. which is fucking crazy to even say. Yeah. Um, we're, we're seeing that all the work that we put in is finally paying off because yeah. the little kid that's 14 sitting in the bedroom in the hood yeah. is like, I could be Drake, right? That's, that's the thing. You, you guys, you go, no, seriously, it's big, man. You guys gave you guys gave a platform. You guys built a foundation for, for what is to come for the next, man, 100, 200,000 years. Like, seriously, like, which is fucking, bro, like, that's there, I don't think there's anything more rewarding than that in life. Like, yeah. you guys really left a mark on the city, which is just like. And it wasn't easy. No, because no, I'll, I'll tell you something. 100%. In the 90s and 2000s, try going on King Street as a hip hop. Yeah. Cut to a cut yeah. to like, a buddy, cut you're not even getting in the fucking club yeah. dressed like that. Yeah. First yeah. Of all. So, even just to see yeah. style, like, this is how I like dress my whole change. life. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And a fucking bouncer would tell, literally, if I wasn't DJing at the club, he would tell me to fuck off. Yeah. yeah. But now, that's the dress <laughs> code cool. in general, yeah. right? Yeah, so, yeah. everything is kind of cut up. Yeah. Same with the music. Like, there was no way I was going to be a resident on King Street two or three nights a week in yeah. the early 2000s. 100%. Barely, you're lucky if you can get a club to do a hip-hop party. Yeah, yeah. But to see that that's been accepted as mainstream music now and everybody else is caught up, it's just a great fucking feeling. But it wasn't easy. It was I'm, a tough I'm, journey. I'm curious, I'm curious more from a radio standpoint. A lot, a lot of stuff that I hear is or that I've read um, is that like the radio scene in Canada isn't the same as it is in America. Right. And I want I want your opinion on maybe why that is. Um, I can speak to that fact only from the perspective of hip hop. Okay. Like I'm not gonna sit here and act like I'm a radio OG. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Right. No, 100%. Most people have been in radio 20 years before they get to work in the yeah. market like Toronto. Yeah. I was just lucky enough to be you know right time, right place, mm-hmm. and put in my dues in, in other aspects, other ways, right? Yes. In other ways. 
Um, but like, I mean, what I get from it is that a the the people spending money on radio help dictate what gets played on radio. I mean, it sounds fucked up, but that's yeah. the reality, yeah. right? Like, yeah, if yeah. big corporations don't believe in hip hop here in Canada, mm-hmm. then how far is hip hop going to go on the radio here in Canada? Whereas the U.S. That's just part of That's why there's you'll have a market where there's three or four hip-hop stations in the yeah. same market. We have one station for 35 million people. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. crazy. Right? Yeah, literally one town will have like three, four. Right, yeah. New York will have like two stations and then a gold hip-hop yeah, station. Yeah. And then let's not forget about the community stations and yeah. whatever else is going yeah. on. Right? So I think the, um, the audience and um, the corporate culture is a little bit more accepting of hip-hop. In the states, and so that's the, why we see such a big. That's why we see the Breakfast Club. That's why we see yeah. like big radio dudes yes. that we don't really see here. Yeah, you know, I'm not. I'm not getting the same looks like DJ Envy's getting, right? Well, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, essentially, bro, you're doing you're doing exactly that. Like, you're yeah. doing what, what, what you're doing is is the same in terms of radio. And then I would I would stand to argue that from a culture perspective, you like you know like you've been way more maybe than a lot of these guys. Let's say in the states. That can be argued. Let's Every say it started around the right. same time. Yeah, I had started, yeah, exactly. right? So we had been in like you know the same rooms and in clubs so, and like from the very beginning. It's so just guess, it just shows, right? You can start from the same yeah, place. Yes, you can be in Canada and you can be in New York, and all of a sudden you could be yes living a certain way or, or yeah or versus here. I'm not saying I'm not I'm living bad or yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. But I know I'm what not you're fucking saying. hopping on a PJ <laughs> to go yeah. to Vegas. You know, no, what well, I, mean? I guess yeah, essentially. I think that, I guess that comes back to like the gatekeepers, right? Well, because dude, like you're looking at like you're looking at some of these rappers in in the states, and they're on like man, it's like the Migos are getting a Subway deal, like <laughs> you know what I mean for and Subway. That's, yeah, like, and that's you know, but we don't even see those same um, even, ad campaigns, hundred no, percent, no, right? We don't see the Pepsi, no. Mountain Dew, Taco yeah. Bell, whatever it is. We don't see that, mm-hmm. which is still scratching my head because. Let's look at the numbers. Listen, are we yeah. saying that people are not familiar with the Migos or not listening to the Migos? Of course yeah. they fucking 100%, are. Yeah. 100%. But how come Canadian media is not picking? Now, I don't know if there's some legalities or some, something to do with that, but I'm, I'm, I'm thinking it's not too hard to yeah. make that fucking happen. I wouldn't, right? think, I wouldn't yeah. think it is. Now, either. we are starting to see a little bit of that here. Like We're starting to see it's like slow, companies man. like Foot Locker and, and companies that are associated with the culture starting to realize that, you know, the ad should look like the people buying the product. Yeah. Facts. You know what I, I mean? I think, yeah. I think that's the next step is it like you're saying is yeah. getting these corporations to start slowly incorporating that because it's like you said, who the fuck's buying the product, If you got bro? the corporate bread, holla yeah. at me. I'm right here. You hear the story, <laughs> you hear the hustle. Holla at me. We got you. No, it's true. It's like they, they got to step up and, and now be the next people to push the culture forward right. because it's like they're, they're profiting off the culture. Right. Give the fucking culture some... But that's the word that you said right there. There's a very important word that you said, culture. Yeah. Right? And uh, obviously hip-hop is a culture within itself. Yeah. But there's American culture and there's Canadian culture. Yeah. And Canada is still very rock and roll, very yeah. Canadiana. Yeah, you yeah. think so? Very, yeah. yeah. Come on, look at the Junos. Yeah. Look at look at radio. Let's look yeah. at the landscape of radio yeah. here in Canada. It's true. What do you see? Why would we only have one station? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, but the, but it's like he's saying. Like I, I don't know. I guess maybe I'll speak from like Toronto. Like right. Toronto is all hip hop, bro. Yeah, but Toronto is a planet unto its own. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. Let's be honest. But, but we also I feel like Toronto has the most uh, influence on our country. Like if if someone thinks of Canada, bro, they're not thinking of fucking ottawa bro they're no, not thinking right, of fucking right, yeah. uh, quebec city fam like they're looking at toronto yeah. saying, toronto is canada cool. right if i think it still needs to have that ripple people effect. in winnipeg that are gonna fucking hate you right <laughs> now. listen listen winnipeg love you guys if you're listening but like yo listen toronto is canada we send we set the trends right for for what happens in this country bro yeah. like it is it is what it is we got to call it 
call a spade a spade, right? Yeah, bro. So, yo, Subway, Subway, start giving the man's the fucking bread, <laughs> yeah, someone, bro. bro. Like, yeah. yo, Apple, yo, Apple, <laughs> someone, bro. Show us love. Um, no, I want to talk about even the future of radio. Right. Okay. Where do you see the future of radio headed? Right. Do you think that they'll have to implement anything to stay trendy, like right. podcasting, like different kind of commercials? I'm not sure. I'm, I'm kind of curious to, to know what you think about it. A lot it. of talk about radio is dead. I've been, you know, it. a lot of people. I mean, like, <laughs> who, classic, who listens yeah. to radio? Yeah, like, yeah, even yeah. if I'm on like a, somebody's IG at Six Buzz, and there's like, yeah. what radio? They're like, who fucking listens to radio? Yeah. <laughs> the reality is, a lot of fucking people yeah, listen yeah. to radio. You would know, right? Like, yeah, fuck. a lot of fucking people listen to radio. Yeah. Give and take. Anybody um, could be listening. Four hundred up to four hundred thousand people said, could yeah, be listening to right? at any given time. That's, yeah. a, that's a lot of fucking <laughs> yeah. people, yeah, man. Like the reason being, it is free. Yeah. So as long as radios are still put in cars. And it's free. Yeah, people will continue to yeah. listen to it. How they listen might change. Like, is somebody sitting there? You know, a lot of people are like, "Yo, how come you guys play the same record all day?" Now, whether I'm for that or against that, that's that's neither here or there. Yeah. But the reality is, when people are programming radio, they expect the average listener to listen to five to fifteen minutes at a time. And then, yeah, yeah. right. And they want to hear. It. And and the thought is, the listener wants to hear familiar music. Yeah. So that's why you'll hear a song played. 18 times a day yeah. because nobody's listening for six hours and hearing yeah. that no, the whole so time, when yeah, they're yeah. in and out of the car the, the hopes is they get to hear their favorite song okay um will radio have to adapt yes mm -hmm. because um satellite radio is just getting bigger and bigger and bigger right but there's something about being local yeah. that still matters right Fact, there's something right. about turning on the radio and hearing somebody from my city talk about shit that's going on yeah, in my city from the perspective of my city so as much as i love listening to uh xm mm -hmm. um i still find myself tuning in to 680 1010 or yeah. kiss or virgin or whatever yeah um to get that vibe right 100%. so i think you know i don't think satellite radio can service that need yeah. i think that's something that needs to be done from terrestrial radio um, how technology will change things, I'm not sure. Yeah, that's yeah. going to be interesting to see what happens. But yeah. I think, like I said, as, as long as radios are put in vehicles and it's free, radio's not going anywhere. That's a good point, bro. I'm, <laughs> that's a good point. I'm, I'm, I'm curious because you, you said you're a pretty opinionated guy. Yeah. I guess, do you stay away from that when it comes to radio? If my bosses are listening right now <laughs> and are watching and it has to do with the station, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> But, but like, what, I mean, where no, are we going no, with this? No, no, I'm just curious. Like, just like, just bro, like you, you're speaking to thousands of people at a time, potentially hundreds of thousands at a time. Uh -huh. Right. I'm just curious. Like, is there is there a, a level of like that they want you to kind of speak your mind and be? No, open I think or? I think I think, um, you know, luckily at Flow, my bosses have urged me to be controversial at times. OK, but that's what fucking sells. Right. Well, that's that, that's kind of why I'm asking. Do I have yeah. the balls to do that right now? I <laughs> okay. don't know. Like, I am still. Uh, wet behind the ears when it comes to commercial radio. Okay. Right? Like okay. when I was doing community radio, you could talk for as long as you fucking wanted to. Yeah. yeah. My breaks are like less than, if I'm talking for more than a minute on radio, that is a lifetime. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Like usually okay. your breaks are 20 seconds, right? Like you ever hear yeah. somebody like, hey, the least one on there, here's mm, the Jonas like, Brothers. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> yeah, true, yeah. Um, <clears throat> you know, so I am still trying to come out of my shell. Like there's certain topics I avoid, like on the air with this whole thing going on with Dave Chappelle. Yeah. yeah. And um, the LGBTQ community, yeah. I stay away from. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whether I support Dave Chappelle or not, it's just not something I'm comfortable talking about yeah. on air because we live in a fucking, can we live in cancel culture. I was talking about, um, there was this uh, whole movement to cancel Bugs Bunny or some yeah, other yeah, fucking yeah, movie. Yeah, here we go. For, oh no, uh, Pepe Le Pew. Yes, okay. yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I went on the, I went on the air and I'm like, Guys, he's a cartoon character. 
Let's yeah. keep that in mind. Yes, I understand that there's you know underlying um, the underlying story there. Yeah. But now you're trying to cancel Bugs Bunny. Yeah. Like, let's fucking be honest. <laughs> you're canceling Bugs that. Bunny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was getting texts and people like, "How dare you?" Bugs Bunny was, and I was like, "What the fuck? When did we serious? like? When did we become yeah, like yeah. this?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, and I'm fucking spending half, and and I'm like, this was a while ago, so I'm like, it took me yeah, a while yeah. to learn. Just like, yeah, fuck let it you. Go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're like fucking getting cheese back. Yeah, but but at, but at that same time, like you're saying, your bosses are actually like telling you, like, "Yo, it's okay it's to be, be." Yeah, yeah, they're like, yeah. be yourself. Obviously, there's a line that you're not, you shouldn't oh, yeah, be crossing, yeah. right? So of course, I don't want to offend anybody, right? So I'm not going to do anything to offend anybody in general. But yeah, yeah. Um, I'm learning to speak my mind as as we go. Like yeah. I don't mind. I, like, I'm not gonna say like, you know, hey, there's a new movie you should see. It. I'm like, oh, I seen the trailer for the movie. It looks like it sucks. Yeah. yeah, you probably shouldn't go see that. Yeah, you know, or you know, I'll just kind of speak my own truth little by little as as I as I get more comfortable. But I would yeah. like to get to a part where I'm like Howard Stern asking yeah. a hooker like how sucking dick goes for a living. No disrespect to any yeah. how about, sex how about workers. when you're uh, interviewing artists and shit? Like, do you come up with the questions? Do you come up with yeah, the yeah, no, I don't, like um. I, you know what? I try not to, like, go through questions when I'm interviewing somebody. I yeah. kind of just want to have a conversation. Like, yeah. Um, I'll have my point form things yeah. that I definitely want to touch on. Yeah. Um, but I just try to make it as as organic as possible. Because you've interviewed some fucking huge people, bro. I've been, yeah, I've been, I've been lucky enough. Who's to your do favorite? So. Who's been your best, best interview? Ah man, Lil Kim. Really? Damn. Yeah, Lil Kim. <laughs> really? Lil Kim was okay. a dope ass interview. I was a little nervous. Cause it was little kid, yeah, of course. And she came in there, and she just like lit up the room. She was so happy. She yeah. was smiling, mm. and it was like I was just talking to a friend. Like I didn't, I, I sort of got through the whole interview. I didn't look at my notes at all. Yeah, I was just yeah, having yeah. this discussion with her, and it was such a fulfilling conversation for me because she's telling me stories about the golden era of Bad Boy. Yeah, yeah. right. Like this is when hip hop really took off mm-hmm. and she's telling me stories about big so it was like one of the most interesting conversations surreal, i've ever had with an artist that's wild those are, those are and it was organic it yeah, was just yeah. organic we could have went on for hours so you were having them in person before yeah oh, yeah that's lit. in person which you know one thing about this pandemic it has given uh more of an opportunity to get in touch with these artists because yeah. now they're like ah okay zoom, i yeah. could be at home and it's yeah. Zoom in, yeah. Yeah. and we could do it. So I've been able to to get land more interviews that yeah. way. But there's nothing like sitting in front of somebody. Of course, that's what I'm saying. Like another one, a great one was Nav. Huge. You know, we're both brown kids. Yeah, I'm not a kid anymore, but we're both <laughs> brown dudes that come from similar situations, and uh, we know uh, the same people. Yeah. You know, what I mean, EXO EXO guys were heavily involved in CP prior to that, so um, it was a really dope setting. And then again, the conversation between me and him was just. Organic, yeah, yeah. You know, just a talk. So you coming from the same same background, yeah, right? Same, yeah, you know, same situations. Yeah, no, that's crazy. That's crazy. If if you had to if you had to sit, like talk about any upcoming Toronto artist that you think has a chance to really go, who would you say? I know it's probably hard because there's, there's a, a lot, lot of them, right? Yeah. There's lots of different. Like obviously, Pressa has I think already passed that threshold. Yeah, he's yeah. through. Um, yeah. you know, Doovie is somebody I think a lot of people are looking at as far as as far as street rappers go. Mm-hmm. Um, that might have the opportunity to go up. Um, there's a young woman by the name of Rocco. Okay. Okay. Um, she's amazing. Yeah. Uh, I hope everybody that's listening go take in Rocco Madara. Um, Dylan Ponders is a guy that really interests me because he um. 
he gives me that real Queen West hippie trippy kind okay. of vibe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and he's making music out of the box, so I think he has the the chance to appeal to a large audience and sidestep the bullshit. Yeah, yeah no, I, you're saying. I don't think the cops are watching what Dylan Ponders <laughs> yeah. is doing. I don't think you know what I mean. I don't think he has an issue crossing the border. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is a major deal, right? Like if you can't cross the fucking border, yeah, you, you pretty much you can't touch yeah. the biggest market. You can't like yeah. as far as being there in person goes. Yeah. Um. You know, so those are a few. I mean, the lit like there's a lot of people. Yeah, Goldie yeah. London, uh, shouts to Goldie London, uh, crazy female rapper coming out of the city right now. Hella consistent, really putting a lot of work, and cool. just um, I think the big things are in the in the works for her as well. What What do you think an artist needs to do in this time, like to kind of get out there, like grind, from what, just from what you've seen, yeah, <laughs> and be humble and like have some humility, man. Yeah, like yeah. you know, what I mean, that's huge. Yeah, like the one thing that the things I live by in my career is being humble. And having some humility. Yeah. Yeah. No matter um, how big I get. Like, I was leaving a gig the other day, and this kid was uh, waiting outside. And he's like, yo, I've been trying to hit you on IG. I'm like, oh, you didn't text. And then I looked at my inbox, and there's, like, fucking messages for, like, <laughs> yeah, a year. Of course. And um, But he was humble enough to come down, wait for me outside. God yeah. knows how long he'd been, he had been outside his club. Damn. And then I, I, and he's like, yo, can I just play you some records? So we got in the car and started listening to records. But it was just that, like some guys would just tell the kid to fuck off like yeah, yeah. of course you know what i mean you can't i've seen it i'm like yeah. why well, you, you're just an asshole like yeah. the kid's been waiting outside well, you've been there before you've been there I, before. I, I, I been, well maybe not in that same position or like trying yeah, to give yeah, them something yeah. yeah um so like just being you know having some humbleness and being you know just come down to earth a little bit yeah and and, and, yeah. What, and what do you what do you think about collaboration because i think that's another thing that i and i could be wrong but maybe i don't see a lot of it when it comes to artists in the city like i don't feel like they're collaborating there's enough collaboration there is, but it depends where you're looking. Yeah. Okay. If we're looking at street rappers, there's obviously a lot of politics, a lot of issues. So we see maybe a little less of that. But we still see a lot of that. Okay. Don't get it twisted. There's yeah, a yeah, lot yeah. of that still happening. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think the city has never been um, on, on, a, on, on the same page as we are now. Like, people are now realizing, like, we can get together. Like, we got different producers, different writers getting, mm. getting together. There's writing camps now. There's a lot of shit going on that... It might not be front and center as far as the collaborative effort, yeah. But it's there. It's happening. It's one hundred percent. It's there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and I'm I'm curious about this since obviously you're you're involved in the culture the way you are and you've been a part of it for the last twenty five years. This is this might be like a little bit off off the off the fucking road, but what do you, do you think? Six Buzz has a positive, <laughs> um, uh, a positive, uh, what's the impact? On the city and the culture, I'm uh, curious. First, shouts to everybody over six bucks. Shouts <laughs> yeah, to Fred. Yeah, They're doing something that we have never seen. Yeah, yeah. Here, like we, we we know Starman, cool guy. He's been he's been here a couple times. Yeah, like, real um, G. With all media, there's gonna be pros and cons. Yeah, okay. right. Uh, we were talking about Howard Stern yeah. prior to. Yeah, bunch of pros and cons. Yeah. with that, right. Um. You know, initially, I think Six Buzz maybe had found themselves in a position where they were posting content that could have been that just could lead to negativity mm-hmm. and a lot. But I think over the years, they found their niche. If you look at the page now, um, it's mostly just the comments that are toxic. It's not the yeah. content. Yeah. Right? yeah. So yeah. that's a reflection of us as a society more so nice. than anything else. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, They're just like igniting that, you know. But, you know, as much eyes that gets put on to see like I was out in Florida and I was standing at a Walgreens, and I think I was wearing like a, I think I was wearing I don't know I was wearing a YYZ hat. Okay. And somebody's like, "What's that? What's YYZ?" And I'm like, "Oh, it's the airport code for Toronto." And then 
instantly. These guys had the heaviest Florida accents. Instantly, like, yeah, eh? Yeah, eh? And I was like, what the fuck? I was looking around me at Walgreens. I was like, what the fuck is happening? And they just used me as like a a board to bounce their fucking Toronto accent off of for like five minutes. And I'm like, where the fuck do you guys, like, where do you guys know? Like, I don't even talk like this. Like, where'd you get this from? Oh, six bucks, fam. Six bucks. I was like, Jesus. I was like, all right. They're really out there. So, yeah, like, it's a platform that, um, you know, brings attention to the city, lets yeah. the rest of the world know, know, you know, lets them know what's going on here. And I mean, that how can that be a negative at the end of the day? Facts. Yeah. Um, I think with things, when things get big like that, there's always going to be some shit that surrounds it. But in general, uh, as far as the bigger, they're doing a lot of great things in the community yeah. as well, right? Yeah. So, no, yeah, they're putting a lot of guys on, and that's yeah. why I guess you know what you actually put it in a good way, where it's like the content isn't really no. toxic. It's, it's just us. The, it's just the fucking comments. Yeah, we're like, fucking mean people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's a like good it, point. That's a good it's, point. Is somebody that mean in person? Yeah. as they are behind the keyboard. No, yeah. no, yeah, no. right. Yeah, so yeah. it's the inner fucking demon inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, typing yeah. away shit that they would never say yeah. anywhere else. And it's why true. that happens, I don't know. That's a deeper discussion on social media and and i don't want to down this generation but social media and this generation in general fair it's kind of you know i think people are not getting out as much so (laughs) yeah just go out just go outside just go out let's get out of there no no No, like you said too like uh to get the the exposure at that kind of scale you got to be controversial sometimes as well yeah yeah yeah, for sure but i mean like look at their content that's changed a lot of course no for sure over the years yeah Yeah. definitely well that's now there's other pages that have picked up the top (laughs) no they're doing yeah Yeah, Yeah, trying to grow it yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. that kills i mean well hey man i I got i got the i got post notifications on six six buzz so i'm the first i'm the first (laughs) comment and i'm the asshole i'm the asshole you're the guy that gets he's the toxic comment he's the toxic comment i'm out here getting four or five thousand likes on it and there's about 700 comments and then people are just like going at it that's why i stopped commenting yeah Yeah, you can't because i was like they're like shut up old man what the fuck do you know (laughs) come on this guy's so sad. Yeah, what is this bro? fucking yeah, yeah. cornball? No, Twitter go back though. to playing Lil Nas X. It's the Twitter figure. You know what I mean? And, and then I, at first I was like, "You fucking little shit." And then I realized I'm like, "You can't, you can't go to the, nah. They got way too much smoke for me. Yeah, yeah. And they nah, got they more got time energy. than you, bro. Yeah, they got more way time, more time. time. Like, I got a question for you. If there's if there's anyone listening right now that that would like to get into radio or DJing, um, what kind of advice do you have for them right now? Go to law school instead. I'm being serious, man. Right, this is not cut, an easy yeah. life, man. Like I, we were discussing of nightlife, course, right? Of course, yeah. And um, it catches up with you. It's not the easiest, most glamorous thing in the world. Radio. Yeah. If you're trying to make a million dollars off the rip, don't yeah. go into radio. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I think um, I play a clip from time to time on my show about Snoop, and he says, if you go into a job trying to make all the money in the world, you're gonna hate the fucking job. Yeah. You got to go into the job for the passion of it, yeah. and then the money just comes. Yeah. Um. So if anybody's trying to get rich, yeah. Don't do that. Yeah. Fair. Go do something else. Okay. Fair. You know, How about if they have a passion and they, they don't know where to start? Yeah. Um, community radio. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, if, if we're talking about radio versus the club right now, community radio is, is like, I was just volunteering there. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Not on air, not whatever, like organizing records or whatever, just being in the building, being around that. Yeah. Um, and that'll give you the opportunities that you're looking for. As far as the club goes, um, I remember in the early 90s going outside of a club, shout out to Ron Nelson and word of mouth, um, and being there at like 9.30 with records and headphones begging to open up for free. Wow. We did that for like Come maybe on. five weeks, five weekends. One weekend, the guy comes out. He's like, these fucking guys are here. He's like, you, ha- you guys have headphones? We're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got needles? <laughs> Get the fuck inside. Yeah. And that was the goal. That was the goal. That was go mode there. Do right? you think that, that the, the nightlife stuff 
like the, the the contacts you made or the experience you had was that leverage at all to get into radio did that help you get into radio yeah because that that's definitely part of who i am that yeah. built up you know me as a person and my contribution of course to this culture i think when it comes to radio they might have looked at somebody else like well this guy really doesn't have that much radio experience yeah mm-hmm. um so maybe we should look at somebody who's been in there but i think what else i brought like everything else that i brought to the table yeah might have you know been the driving factor to be like okay let's put this guy definitely, in that slot definitely. and then all that stuff comes from clubs of course yeah, yeah it comes from nightlife yeah we're the first to vouch bro clubs fuck bro yeah network. you can build a network the network yeah, you need is it that's that's it bro that puts you on a nice and level. that's why i still i still I, you know i'm still in the clubs to this day it's just of the course. networking right yeah. like once you're not in front of people people tend to forget about yeah. you yeah alcohol is still fun <laughs> From time to time, it's just the day after I, yeah. I came here. Like, I, had to, I got the Gatorade. I was drinking Pedialyte last night. Yeah. I was like, "Fuck, I gotta yeah, you get look up." Good, bro. You look good. Thank you. Listen, <laughs> we got a question on the outside. Yeah, I know. I know those ones. Oh, we know those. We know well, those. the inside's not the same, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we're the MBH podcast, bro. Right. Money buys happiness. Right. What do you think of the term? Yes. <laughs> of course. Love it. Of course. I mean. It, it, it's stress, right? Money yeah. alleviates stress. I'm not saying how much it changes happiness, but when you're fucking broke, you just there's this weight on your shoulder, yeah. right? Like fuck, I gotta take care of this person. I gotta take care of that person. I gotta pay this bill. I gotta pay that bill. You can't live how you want to live. Um, you know, when money comes into the picture, does all that shit disappear? No, because now you want to buy you your bigger goals. Yeah, yeah. so the you next- take on bigger responsibility. But it just alleviates some of the stress that you know that no matter what, your people are like, for me, my family's taken care of, my shit's taken care of, I know my, my grandkids are gonna be living good. Yeah. Um, yeah, so money, yeah, fuck it, of course it buys happiness, but it also brings on, you know, more money, more problems. Yeah, that's a fact. You know, that's a fact. Maybe you're happy with a Honda, that, yeah. now you want a fucking Bentley. Like, yeah. When yeah. does it stop? It's true. I don't think it ever stops, no. to be honest. No. I don't think it ever does. How can you? That's how we get stuck in this, but at the same time, in my That's opinion, buys happiness, bro. <laughs> I'll take money all day. Listen, <laughs> you got the check or what? You got the cash? Oh, there ready, are some I'm people ready. with money that are miserable, though. It's right? facts. That's facts. For sure. So for sure. For sure. It depends yeah. on how you played. It depends on the individual. Yeah. yeah. What I you agree. do with the money, yeah. how, how you make it. That's it. All that stuff. Yo, Damn. Ricochet, if anyone wants to find you, where can they find you, bro? Uh, tap in with me on my Instagram or my Twitter. Nice. Ricochet. Uh, on air, I'm sure maybe something yeah, will pop, we'll pop up. Yeah, pop yeah, we'll, we got that up there. Yeah. Right, appreciate you coming by. Thank man. you guys yeah, for having man. me, man. Pleasure, pleasure, bro. Keep up the good shit, bro. Yes, sir. We'll Thank keep you. listening. Yes. Tune in. And uh, man, we appreciate your time. Thank you, man. Dean, we fucking out. <laughs>